Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Lauder. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all of the week's comic book news, movie news, and just chatting a little bit about all of the films. I've changed up the intro, Sean. Oh, I don't As like it. I'm joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how's it going? How do you feel about the new intro? Oh, I, I mean, you're you're leading with comic news, and I yeah, I've not properly read a comic in ages. <laughs> uh, Who's I bu- Batman? I bought Watchmen, but that came out ages ago. The, true, that and Zack Snyder did a really good movie of that. that. I think the comic book is based off the movie. That's, I might actually return the book and just watch the movie again. <laughs> yeah. watch, it has that really good scene of sex scenes at the Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, but perfect! The Holy Dove. <laughs> I didn't know this is where we were going to start this week, but this is Movie Monday, Sean, um, and we, as I said, we probably cover more comic book news than anything, but that doesn't just, no, that's not exclusive to comic book news, um, and of course with everything going on in the world the, at these times, these troubling times, Sean, the world, if you just look out your window there, oh, yeah. it's on fire. Oh, right, fuck, is it is. A lot, lot of fucking flames out there, fair play to us. But um, sure warm. what this also means is the, the cinematic um, experience and cinema itself is on a bit of a back foot. And so we're starting this week with delays... And reschedules oh, no. of releases, Sean. Everyone's uh, favourite I- news subject. <laughs> I said I'd get it out of the way early because it leads into our second story that I'm using just to annoy you. Because Brilliant. I have Disney removes Mulan from a release schedule, delays Avatar and Star Wars by a year. Not so- Avatar. <laughs> Oh, Sean, we have Avatar news coming up after this. <laughs> but, uh, so Disney has removed Mulan from its release schedule um, and is not actually giving giving it a release date. So they haven't actually told us when it's going to be rescheduled to. It's now just off until will, further notice. But the movie is done. Like it's it, They've wrapped and everything. All the effects are done. 
Like it's it it's a movie. Yeah, it's it's all finished. Oh, but, oh, that's even so. There, I see that's a movie you don't want to put on streaming as well. I find like Mulan mm. because the, the Mulan actually looks like of the remakes. It looks like one of the best because it's a different story from the movie. It's just similar characters. You're saying you don't want a shot by shot remake with Mushu. I look. I love Mushu <laughs> as much as the next man. You know that about me. <laughs> That's on your gravestone. <laughs> That's on both of our gravestones. <laughs> side by side. I had them pre-made. <laughs> that was my birthday present. Connor, you're not going to believe this. But I but think I, I have some you weren't asking for. But I think you'll enjoy. Connor, I bought you some land. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for a house. Well, well it's small house. Six by six. <laughs> <laughs> a wooden house. <laughs> But I, I, there's nothing we can. There's not much we can do or say about pushbacks, um, mm. other than it's really putting. Because any time I see articles about oh this movie's pushback and this movie's pushback, the majority of companies have a streaming service to put them on, and I I see a big outcry of people saying, just put it on streaming. We'll watch it. But they won't, is the thing. Mm, especially Disney. Like, these are all Disney properties, which I'm pretty positive Disney have a new streaming service that came out there a few months ago. Exactly, but is... I don't, I, hmm. I'm sure it also affects their relationship with, like, movie theatres and the companies that distribute the films that and there could be a thing where that the more times you put something on streaming service then like they were very they've been worried for years that like oh cinema's dying out like people are gonna just go to Netflix and streaming services and then when like illegal torrents came out people were like oh cinema's dead but like uh, weirdly I think people like to go to the cinema just to have this unspoiled experience but they're still worried that if they start putting these massive blockbusters out on streaming services when this all cabs down in the world, oh, still on fire, but when those flames get a little bit lower, um, that people will be like, sure, they're going to put it out with streaming service anyway. Doesn't matter. But yeah, and probably at an accelerated rate as well. Like It's mm. it's not going to be your wait in two years or whatever it used to be. Mm. I don't know. And the Star Wars delay as well was uh, interesting, because the Star, Star, the Star Wars, yeah. as the kids call it, um, the Star Wars had an untitled Star Wars trilogy that was meant to be coming out on December in December 2022. Really? Um, yeah, that was it's an they, that is still not off. I think that was Ray Johnson's trilogy, but then it got changed. He got taken off it. Um, yeah, and so that was the Star Wars trilogy that was coming out in 2022. And um, it was there was no real details about that. But that's been pushed back to 2023. The sequels were moved back to 2025, and the third one was moved back to 2027. Fucking so, hell! Everything's been pushed back in regards to that. But like, I mean, I think you could give the Star Wars and Lucasfilm, I mean, another ten years. They probably will still get there the, the, the night before. And go fuck! I forgot to do the homework. Yeah. Open a plot. <laughs> oh fuck. Fucking oh! What did what did the last one do? We'll just copy that. <laughs> oh yeah, just like Kathleen Kennedy clicking her fingers. What? What the fuck was the plot in the last one? Tell me the last fifteen minutes. Can, can Palpatine come back? <laughs> what can we get Palpatine back? <laughs> <laughs> Is JJ around? 
I get, think JJ could come in. Get JJ in there now. <laughs> but the main news of all this is that um, the Avatar news. Now, this is only interesting, Sean, because Avatar 2 has been pushed back a total of six times so far. Um, but the, this is my favourite because in the press release, they had to tell us that all of the Avatars that are delayed they had to tell us in a list so Sean I'm just going to read out their exact thing and you tell me how excited you are one by one about these (laughs) avatars so Avatar 2 was on December 21st or December 17th 2021 and has shifted to 2022 Avatar 3 was in December 2023 is now in December 2024 Avatar 4 was in 2025 and is now in 2026. And I know what you're thinking. After all these years, I'm just craving a bit of Avatar. I'm just and mad yes, for Tar. Just, I just love, if, not Jai Courtney, Sam Warburton. <laughs> and then Sam Warburton. Oh, sorry, Warburton. Sam Warburton uh, is a Wales rugby player. <laughs> uh, Avatar, f- Avatar 5 um, was pushed back from 2027 to December 2028. So, until 2028, we will be getting Avatars every year, back to back. I'm excited, John. I mean, we're coming to the end of the decade at that point, like, so... it <laughs> yeah. would be a nice way to review what... But wait, so... Avatar 1 came out in 2008. Uh, no, it was 2009, I think. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, come so on, get it right, fuck's sake. It was, so it's going to be coming out roughly 20 years after. <laughs> yeah. At that point, it, they'll reboot it before they get there. <laughs> Yeah. Well, James Cameron will get the four in like, will we reboot it again? Who keeps giving this man money for Avatar movies? I don't know. Has New Zealand let him in yet? <laughs> I think they've delayed it. That's why the delay is he's like, I don't want anyone dying on my set in New Zealand. Which, they were going to let them back in. But then, now they've kind of come back off it again. I don't understand. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But also, mm. don't let him in anywhere. No, He'll, don't just put him in the ocean where he belongs. <laughs> Not even in a submarine this time, just down in the ocean. <laughs> but, like, I was always thinking, I was like, I'm craving Avatar. I know you're, every week you ask me, is Avatar out this week? And I say, you have to wait another week, Sean, huh? Come mm. on now, another week, and then you'll be okay. Then, but you then said that last week. I did, but maybe another week. But now... All five have been moved back another year. Just when you think they're just within grasp. They're just within reach. And then they move a little bit further away. It's just... I think he's keeping us all on tenterhooks here. By the time number two comes out, I think there'll be such a clamoring for that movie, it's going to make seven billion dollars. Seven billion? Seven billion, yeah. Well, inflation will hit, actually, because, you know, it's going to come out in 50 years, so things tend to change. (laughs) But I also have uh, all of the times that Avatar 2 has been pushed back. Oh, okay. Um, Just Avatar 2 has been pushed back six times. So originally, Avatar 2 was hoping to be played in theatres by 2014. But the sequel has been pushed back. And now until 2023 is now the new one. But um, there are... I mean, there are a few movies that get this kind of pushback. Other than maybe New Mutants. Because you've got Avatar 2, 2014. Then it got pushed back, 2016. 
They said, right, 2016 is going to be the year. But then they said, two years later, in 2015, they said, no, they'll have to push it back again. James Cameron doesn't have enough time to perfect this movie. We haven't invented um, the computers able to render this movie yet. Mm. Cameron attributed this pushback in 2017 to the challenging process of crafting a three-movie arc at the time, saying there's a layer of complexity in getting the story to work as a saga across three films that you don't get when you're making a standalone film, and his way to solve this was to do five films. (laughs) And it's such an odd amount as well. That's an amazing quote because they're doing five. There's a complexity to doing a trilogy that you just don't get if you do five. That way you can just fucking stretch it out. Don't worry about it. Just chill, like, but... (laughs) Yeah. Like, is Sam Worthington still going to be in it? Well, Sam Warburton won't be. He's a rugby player, but Sam Worthington might be. I'm baffled by how... (laughs) Fuck. uh, See... I, I think it's going to... Like, even if the second one comes out on time, I think the third, fourth, and fifth will also have a pushback each at the at a minimum. Mm. Yeah. Well, then it was delayed to 2018 shots. So you're thinking, now it's coming around. Now, it's been pushed back three times. Surely this is the one. Mm. And he was speaking at CinemaCon in 2016. Cameron then said that he was now working on no less than four Avatar sequels to up, to up the trilogy troubles... He went to four, smart thinking. Four. And he said, teasing the environments, the new cultures, whatever it takes to bring it to life. From what I'm seeing of the art on the wall, in pure imagination, it's just beyond the first film. And so he's saying this second one is going to be amazing. Ten times better than the first one. I mean, just imagination terms. It's going to, I'm already imagining it, Sean. I'm it's trying to, to but film. I don't think I'll be <laughs> able to. <laughs> I don't think so. It's just, it's just, oh my god. And you know, you and me have talked about this, Sean. There's a clamoring for this Avatar. Like, everybody says Avatar's their favourite movie. And so, Avatar 2 is going to be the biggest movie of all time. Mm, You've said some things there, Connor. And you've certainly said them. That's it. That's all I can do. That's, that's, that's my thoughts. Um, it then was delayed to 2020, then to 2021, then to 2022, and now it's been pushed back to 2023. So, I mean, could happen any time. It's just around the corner. If, it- if you're thinking New Mutants has a troubled production, the problem with Avatar is they're doing four at once. Yeah, I don't think it's the production as much as it's just a fucking big project that no one needs. Mm, mm. I just, I think there's, if any movie deserves to be pushed back over and over again, it's this movie. Yeah, give me New Mutants. <laughs> we want New Mutants, Avatar, we give or take. I've gotten to the point, I'm so dry on films, I just want New Mutants. <laughs> I'd give it five stars. <laughs> just give me New Mutants, give me anything. Anything, I'll take, would, I'll take. You're so I, dry, right? Yeah. Would, would you watch Avatar 5? If I offered it to you. If I could just go straight to Avatar 5. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not have any of the, like, ones in between. No. Yeah, I'd take it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, he's in a bad way. He's in a bad way. <laughs> and um, he's, he's, he's starved for film. 
Uh, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is Wonder Woman 1984. Now, I will must. Oh yeah. Uh, I will. I will must say. Uh, I must say that this will come with a spoiler warning, potentially. Okay, I'd like um, to not have it spoiled, so I'll just go okay. mute for a second. You you mute this. Don't worry about it. But Wonder Woman 1984 tie-in novel reveals just how Steve Trevor returns in the film. Oh, that sounds juicy, actually. I'm going to unmute you, Connor. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's just like, I don't want to spoil but at the same time, fucking sounds juicy. Fucking yeah, hell. How Go could that be possible? So, yeah. if we re- remember from the first one, Sean, what happened to Steve Treasure? Blew Trevor, up in a plane. Say? He did blow up in a plane. That would normally stop most men, but not our Steve. Keeps Steve on said, running. <laughs> Steve said, I'm Chris Pine. I'm handsome. I can fucking survive anything. And so the new trailers came out for Wonder Woman 1984 and Steve Trevor was standing there and they're hanging out and they're chatting. It's even though it's, what, 40 years later? Um, At least. I mean, he looks well for being, I can only assume, maybe in his 60s he, he's or a spry, 70s. He's a spry man for his age, you know yeah. that? Um, and everyone was kind of wondering, why is he back? How is he back? Um, Who is, is he, he back? back? <laughs> Where is Gamora? No, why is Gamora? Why is Gamora? Um, but um, everyone's kind of wondered what the story was. And now, potentially, a junior novel tie-in for Wonder Woman 1984 oh. has kind of revealed why this is. Now, as I said, this could be uh, nothing. It could just be a plot point in a junior a book for kids. We don't know. But this is the tie-in novel. Um, and it is marketed towards eight to twelve-year-old readers, Sean. So it's about our age group. It's a little, it's a little over for mm. me personally. But. <laughs> yeah. Push back, push back. Too many big words. Um, <laughs> despite this, the book features a string of information regarding the film, including specifics on how Steve is able to return and reunite with Diana. So, according to the novel, spoilers alert. <laughs> uh, according to the novel, he's resurrected. Using the Dream Stone, which comes in the form of a citron ring. The artifact makes its way to the Smithsonian, where Diana and uh, Cheetah, or Barbara and Minerva, played by Christian Wig, work. Uh, the Dream Stone is imbued with magical powers, like the Lasso of Truth, and can supposedly grant one wish. Diana's wish is obviously to bring back Steve, which ultimately comes true. Right. What are your thoughts? That's. I think it's a bit convenient. <laughs> oh wow! I found this one thing this in the ma- whole world. So, th- like this magic ring that just grants wishes. See, I suppose this is the. You. It's very easy to break these characters in the world, and like comic books have fought this line for years and years. But like, if you've Wonder Woman and she has a lasso of truth. Then it's completely, I mean, understandable if she can find a ring that can make a wish that can come true. That's fair. And look, maybe they are explaining it in a simplified way for an 8 to 12 year old audience. Um, But there's just something about the way that reads where it seems very just like, ah, he's back. (laughs) But he is. In the trailer, they were just like, ah, he's back. But do you think that there'll be, like, a price to pay at all for using that? Oh, that's good. Because, um, like, uh, say, for example, the Infinity Gauntlet. 
they went through a lot of shit to effectively make a wish. True. This is true, yeah. So I like I think they're I, I, I also think they might just kill him again at the end of this one. Oh yeah I'm a hundred percent convinced they brought him back just to have another plane blow up. Oh my god. <laughs> the same scene and he still sacrifices himself again. Yeah, that w- but because you can't uh, hmm hmm let me have a think for a second because mm. the man out of time stuff that's interesting that's legitimately interesting because she was out of time in the first one and now she's been living life for forty oh, odd it's years. On its head. But I I also think you can't just have him back because he's not around in well he could be. What he'd be forty? He could be like sixty or seventy in uh, Justice League because he's not around. Yeah. But at the time of Justice League, or he could have blown up in another plane. I mean, he—that's his pastime. <laughs> he just spends his Saturdays doing it. Yeah, <laughs> can't put more TNT in there. I didn't get a big enough explosion. Diana will bring me back. Don't worry about that. She has the ring. Does it only work once? This ring. <laughs> Um, I think it assumes, yeah, grants one wish. Oh, wow, well, a bit selfish, alright. Um, it, could, it could be a way that if Christian Wig is also working in the Smithsonian, I'm getting heavy, amazing Spider-Man 2 vibes, just in terms of, like, if she's working with Diana, yeah. and she's just like, she's like, looks up to her, and she's like, wow, it's amazing, and then Diana uses that wish for that or whatever, maybe Christian Wig wishes that she... I don't know, is a cheetah? <laughs> I just wish I was a cheetah. <laughs> you know how it is. Or like, I wish I had superpowers, but then the ring is like cracked, so it only half works, so she gets some weird fucking morph into cheetah. Yeah, like, I I, I think the, the if the ring is the central like plot point, I think it's got to have, um, there's got to be issues with it. Like, maybe Steve mm. comes back and he's... A real prick now. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's Chris Pine. You can't do that. Oh, that's true. He's I mean, arrogant and, and like, but he has a bit of a lovable charm about him, surely. A lovable rogue. Like, maybe, see, if he comes back, does he have, is his last memory exploding? Like, does he come back just screaming? <laughs> yeah, he wakes up just screaming. And he's really, he's just terrified of fire in all capacity. Uh, yeah, and I... Like he, it's it's got to be weird because he didn't ask to be brought back, and he would never think that he could be. Oh my god, we could do the thing in Buffy where she comes back to life, but then she was like, "I was in heaven, and you dragged me out of it to come back to this." I didn't know that happened in Buffy, but that's quite cool. That's fucking badass. This this is spoilers for Buffy from two thousand and two. Oh no, I tried Um, to mute you. (laughs) <laughs> but um, she there's this it, at the end of one season there's a big drag take and they bring her back to life and they're like oh the world needs Buffy we need a hero and then she comes back really depressed and she's just like you brought me out of heaven I was in heaven yeah and now I'm back in this shit world imagine he came back and he was just really sad like that could be it like he was reunited with like his family who had also died and he was a war hero all his war buddies were there I don't know if it breaks the it breaks the movie to have a thing that could wish, or it could just be a thing where he comes back and you like, oh, you have a fifty days of being alive. That might be it. That's like make the most of this. Hmm. 
I don't know, but yeah, I just I read that that's in the novelization, and so people are kind of saying maybe that is a bit of a spoiler, or maybe it's just written to eight to twelve year olds. We don't really know at this point. Yeah, it seems like a, it seems like quite an important bit of the plot to just make up for the story. True. Yeah, but, but I don't understand how, what other way you could bring him back, unless he's unless he's in her head. Which I uh, which I maintain, I think he should be. Yeah, I think that's a way better way to do it. Just uh, he's in his head, but she's the only person that can see him. But she fully believes that he's real. Yeah, and no one else addresses him for the entire movie. But I'm going to be looking for that the entire movie. Yeah, you're going to be like a hawk. Um, okay, we're moving on to another piece of news. Now, Sean, I know this is going to be... This is what's going to really interest you. Mm-hmm. A Vanilla Ice biopic is coming out. Why you so, we've had Rocketman. Legitimately, had, what's going on? <laughs> we had Rocketman, we had Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, And they're doing a David Bowie one. And so you get all these massive music stars are getting biopics. Yesterday was kind of the one for the Beatles. What we need is we need a vanilla ice biopic, we said. That's what the people were clamoring for. And so now, Dave Franco has stepped up. And he will be vanilla ice in a biopic on the 90s rapper. I'm so confused. (laughs) Dave Franco is playing vanilla ice. True, yes. Is the real Vanilla Ice still around? <laughs> he is, but I mean he's old. Is he going to play an old Vanilla Ice? Uh, no, to be fair, if you were to get anyone, I would get Dave Franco to play me. If it was a biopic. I'm younger than Dave Franco, but I'd still go up. Get Dave Franco to play me. That's fair. Dave Franco and Vanilla Ice do look kind of similar. Um, <laughs> in a very loose way. In a very loose way, in that they're both male and have faces. Yeah, but they, uh, they both have hair. Yeah, Vanilla Ice is 52. Like, he could do... Yeah. You, you know, but he looks good for his age. He could do like this. You know, the the second half of that movie could just be actual Vanilla Ice. <laughs> the acting quality would just go so far down. You don't know that about Vanilla Ice. So maybe Come on he's now. maybe he's Tom Hanks in disguise. It's <laughs> you think he gets super old and becomes like a Tom Hanks, and then even older, and he gets John Lithgow. Then he somehow turned into Meryl Streep. They're really going for Oscars in this one. It's I'm, sorry, I'm on his Wikipedia page. Do you know Vanilla Ice had a home improvement show on the DIY network? <laughs> no, he didn't. It's called the Vanilla Ice Project. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Vanilla Ice Project is a reality television series on the DIY network, uh, hosted by Vanilla Ice, who has significant experience with home improvement and real estate flipping. Ice began... They call him Ice as well. Ice began... Surely it should be called Nice House Baby. Nice House Baby? That's... that's, Oh, come on now. Nah, come on. You're you're (laughs) clutching at straws. So, (laughs) apparently he began purchasing houses in his early 20s and became more involved in home improvement projects starting around (laughs) 1998. Do you think this movie is just going to be him turning houses? Nothing about rapping. Like... This happened in 2010? Yeah. So, surely that's, that'll be incorporated in the film. First 10 minutes is just Ice Ice Baby. Last 45 minutes of the movie is going to be just him going into houses going, needs a conservatory. Ho- um, Holy fuck, oh, Connor. Can- what? I have episode names for you. Oh my God, here we go. Are they all puns? Ki- some of them are. 
episode one, season one. Nice, nice landscaping. This is a gold mine. Yes. Uh, episode three, the master sweet, but sweet is S W E E T. You're goddamn right it is. <laughs> uh, and then you have one that's just like the home office. <laughs> <laughs> they ran out of puns. Uh, they were just like, they they nailed it on the first one, and then they were like, "Fuck, we don't really have anything else." Yeah, it's uh, oh. Ep- uh, Episode 11 of season 1, the end of the season, is called Wrapping It Up, but wrapping is oh. spelt R-A-P-P-I-N-G. Oh my god, oh my god. Now that is, how is this movie, or how is this TV show not have won, like, maybe 10 Emmys? I don't know, maybe. wait, I was, what, it's, it was, it was on in 2019. Oh my god, he's still going. He's Vanilla still- Ice will not stop. He's, this is fucking unreal, man. <laughs> what was the first one called again? <laughs> ice, nice, ice, nice, nice landscaping. Nice, nice landscaping. Nice, nice landscaping is the worst name. If you went nice, nice, surely you follow it with something cooler than landscaping. Yeah, like... Uh, nice... Nice. Uh, actually, it's harder than you might think, Connor. It's house. I mean, surely just house. It's nice, nice, nice house is pretty good, actually. Uh, mm. th- apparent, it's not cancelled. There's a new season coming out, apparently. Oh, fuck. I have it on Sky Plus recorded already. <laughs> it's already, it's already doing it. Uh, oh, it's. Final bit of trivia here. Uh, a deluxe edition DVD box set of the first season was released released in 2016, including deleted scenes as well as a bonus episode that follows Vanilla Ice and his longtime friend Dave Whitman as they remodel Whitman's home in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. If you can find a copy of that, that would be hilarious. I will. I'll find it somewhere. That is... Surely this movie, this biopic that we've gone completely off topic on because Vanilla Ice is an extremely strange man. Um, surely this movie is just 90 minutes of him flipping houses and maybe 10 minutes of Ice Ice Baby. I can only hope. <laughs> Dave Franco just walking into the place going, nah, that's not good enough. Yeah, you'd probably have to do something about that kitchen. That's ridiculous. Not, not, to, not to slight the man or his home improvement skills, but... Mm. Is Vanilla Ice on the same level of... Uh, don't you... Don't say David Bowie or Queen or Elton John. <laughs> the same level of pedigree as some other artists. <laughs> Who are getting biopics, is what you mean. And... Yeah, and also, I, th- I think he's too recent. As well, like... Is he? Like, he was pretty he's big He's still on the Home Improvement Network. <laughs> yeah, but... Fair enough, but... Like, his last song, I can only assume, was maybe in 92. May, uh, I'll, I'll fucking tell you now. Hang on. Let me scroll on this Wikipedia page. Yeah. Uh, discography. Mm. Yeah. Uh, when did Ice Ice Baby come out? He only had one song. So, when did Ice Ice Baby come out? Uh, Ice Ice Baby. Where Where is his list? Oh, wait, this is... Wait, this is Elton John. <laughs> this, uh, his last uh, 
uh, album came out in 2011, which was WTF, or Wisdom, Tenacity and Focus. Oh, he's just, he's amazing. This man needs a biopic. The more I hear about him, the more I think, I'd watch this. There was a series called Vanilla Ice Goes Amish. Uh, he was on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Vanilla Ice Goes Amish. Yeah. They, they were sitting in a fucking room with Vanilla Ice, who I can only assume still dresses like he's 17. Yes. And he's like, he's like late 50s or late 40s. And they're just like, Vanilla or Ice. What we're gonna do is we're gonna put you in an Amish community. I think people mm-hmm. want to see that. I th- I think they don't have ice. We've done. <laughs> we've done. They don't even know the taste of vanilla. Oh, Get in right. there. Show them a thing or two. Uh, and to answer your question, Ice Ice Baby came out in 1989 on the album Hooked. <laughs> 1989 I right right on the button of what's important these days. Jadeward had a cover of that in what 2012 or something. Yeah. Which is a good a, a dark time for everyone. If anyone doesn't know, if you're listening to this in America or Australia or New Zealand or England or anywhere, Jedward were uh, an Irish duo of identical twins from uh, from Ireland. <laughs> They're an oh. Irish duo from Ireland, and they competed in the X Factor, and they were very bad at singing. And, but they just did um, really well for no goddamn reason. They've got really big hair, um, and so they covered Ice Ice Baby. And I think it went to number one in Ireland, but nobody else in the world knows who the fuck those guys are. Wasn't that a mashup of Under Pressure by Queen as well? Oh, it was! They did both biopics! They did. Jedward <laughs> now have legitimate reason to be featured in this biopic. <laughs> Jedward biopic! Now! Do That's what we want! The, uh, also, in 1991, Ice. Uh, Acted as himself in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, oh. The Secret of the Ooze. A classic. It was a his film debut. Movie, and he's the best part of it. He is. The turtles are all shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, Dave Franco is playing him. This is a movie that I had no interest in, but now that we've talked for a few minutes, I think this might win a few Oscars. I think it's going to get... Like, if it comes out right now, it'll win all the Oscars next year, because there's no I, other movie. I think so. Um, okay, we're moving on to another piece of news, and this is actually a bit of a sad news, because DC Universe, Sean, has stopped offering annual subscriptions, Ooh. meaning it probably won't last another year. That's rough. Because... Um, but that, that, that uh, includes such shows as Titans. Uh, but and uh, Stargirl, Swamp Thing... Doom Patrol, the Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. That's the one I'm sad about. Uh, yeah, like uh, unless they're all being offloaded to HBO Max. That's a lot of them are offloaded. So Doom Patrol and Swamp Thing, I'm pretty positive, will be on HBO Max along with Star Girl, who was coming to that series. But it is very strange that they brought this out. They got in ahead of Disney Plus. Yes, um, and they were like. Titans was their big thing, which I feel like start off with the wrong foot. But DC Universe was there, and they cost seven ninety nine a month, and they they had gone ahead of Disney. This was their one chance to make up lost ground, and now they've not they've stopped offering yearly subscriptions well, they already. Did, they did they, fuck all of it. That's that's the thing, and like it wasn't even available in countries like it's, around in all the countries around the world. Yeah, it's still not available in Ireland, and presumably now never will be. 
but, but like that's so strange because it came out and we were like ah we'll give them a few months to get it together for the rest of the world but like it's felt like they brought it out and then they were just like ah just we'll just leave it yeah they didn't get immediately everyone in america signing up to it so they decided nah mm. fuck it but they yeah. also sold off all their properties to other services Especially HBO Max. HBO Max. And, like, Netflix got Titans and everything like that. So there was no incentive, really, to to, to get... Uh, was it DC, DC Online? DC Universe Online? Uh, yeah. Which was arguably a... Be- like, in terms of things offered, they offered a load of back-issue comics and everything as well, didn't they? They offered a lot... Well, DC, I don't think they fully went all in. Like, we discussed that beforehand, that they were going to do the comics, and they were going to do all this, and then I felt like they dipped their toe in, and then they never actually did anything else, as we've said. So, they had a few comics, but nothing like the array that they were pro- they had promised at the start. You had, um, Batman Begins was on it for a little bit, uh, it also had the Burton and Schumacher Batman movies, but... It never had the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight Rises, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman. It never had any of the Arrowverse or even Smallville, which I think Smallville would have been an easy take. Yeah. Like, it's not even on TV anymore. Um, And it just never had anything that was coming out. So why would people subscribe for whatever it is? $7.99 a month, probably $14.99 a year or something. Like, why would people subscribe to that when they're not going to get anything that they couldn't get anywhere else. Exactly. Like, there's no... They, they removed any incentive. Even, like, even for people to use, like, a VPN and, uh, you know, sign up that way. Like, mm. th- there was no benefits to having it. Um, now, I don't... Maybe they're, they're, like, folding it into some other new service. But I think they've... They've done the DC thing of it didn't work immediately right away, so we're just going to cancel it. Just cancel the whole thing. And we'll start again with another shiny thing. And when that doesn't work, we'll cancel that and start again. Just keep cancelling things. Yeah, just call it like DC... DCX or something like that. DCX, yeah. <laughs> they only have two exclusive shows currently. And that is Titans, who season three, I think, is going to come out there first. Like a month before Netflix, maybe or maybe a few months before Netflix, and Young Justice, which I'm very sad about, because Young Justice is amazing, and it's probably one of my favourite shows of all time. And so it's sad that Young Justice got... After years, Young Justice finally got season three made, after being cancelled, and the DCU were just like, yeah, we're bringing you in. DC Universe, you're going to be all in, and now they're kind of pulling away. Now, of course, this is not confirmed, but they have stopped offering yearly subscriptions. Which gives us the impression that maybe ten months from now it will no longer exist. Yeah, wouldn't like it's it's um, they'll stop offering the twelve month, and then they'll stop offering the six month, and then mm. they'll stop offering the three month. And then, I think Young Justice could be bought up by HBO Max though. Why would like, you not? Like, so, if you get that and Harley Quinn, they, those are shows with an inbuilt audience. Oh yeah, like Young Justice, when that season 3 came out, I remember seeing the stats, like that drove so much traffic to DC, the DC Universe website. Just in America alone, like, people were mad about that, because they'd waited years. And Young Justice is also a really good show, like the Harley Quinn one. Titans, meh, it's on Netflix, you can kind of watch, give or take, but you can't really get Young Justice anywhere else. Yeah, Titans... So if they go to HBO Max... Yeah. Oh no, I was just going to say, if they go to HBO Max, that would be... 
it'd be a massive steal for HBO Max just to have those two there. They're like two extra arrows in your bow. Yeah, and what what's the story with the uh, like the DC animated films? Were they ever on it? Um, I think they had a few of them, but not all of them. It was one of those things where they had like some of some things and not a lot of others. So you'd go on and you'd go, oh, they don't have that. They have this, but that's not the movie I want to watch. Yeah. Maybe I want to watch something else. Like, it was one of those things. And also those movies, say the animated, Mask of the Phantasm. I don't know for sure if that was on it or not, but what would happen was it would come on and say, if they did have it, it would go in for three months. And then it would go off for a month. That's and then come back. So people are kind of like, I don't understand what the thought process is. Like, you're DC, you owe all this. Yeah, that's it's that's so weird. That's so weird that they can't... Because also, and I know um, like the CW is very heavily involved with the Arrowverse stuff. But if there was like one hub to watch all that stuff on, and if you were doing it from like a user experience point of view, have all the episodes listed that like, Oh, after this episode of Arrow, this episode of The Flash happens. And make it easy to watch like that. It's a built-in universe. Like, you have to watch one to get the other. And that's why I stopped, really. Like, fair enough, the writing got a bit iffy. But also, it was just too... I couldn't keep up with everything that was going on. Uh, uh, yeah, you couldn't keep up, and also it's very similar to comic books where you're kind of like you're reading a comic book and you're thinking, well, where do I go from here? If there, whenever there's like a, a comic book wide, say uh, in a Batman comic book, if they have like every character is involved in this massive story, and then the Batman comic book will come out, and then the Nightwing comic book has the next part of that story, and then the Catwoman, and then the Batgirl. Because by the time the Batman comic book comes back around, that you're the only one who's watching, reading that one, like, four more parts of the story have been told. Yeah. So you're already on, like, part five, and you're kind of like, well, what the fuck is going on? Whereas, if you were on the DC streaming service, you could do all those parts back to back to back, um, because and nobody would have to click anything. Like, it would just be, this is the story, um, one by one, and so then when you get to part five, you've seen all the other parts. Yeah, like that's it. That feels like a no-brainer. Mm. But it's it's. And you could you could do that for the comic books as well. Like they own all the comic books, so you could have just done that in comic book form too. Yeah, yeah. So it ah, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't agree with it. Um, this might this might surprise you, but DC it feels like a missed opportunity. That 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 wouldn't be true to DC at all. Now they've never no. missed anything. Not a mark. No, it's, it's very, not an opportunity. <laughs> they're very good at making shit out, making chicken shit out of chicken salad. They're really good at. Oh, the, they will do that every time without fail. <laughs> every time. Here's Batman and Superman. Well, I think we've got this now da- nailed out. Don't you worry, lads. <laughs> we're gonna nail this. <laughs> Um, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is New Mutants. Um, Sean, I know you love the New Mutants. You're always talking about them. Mad about them. I'm um, so dry for movies. Um, the New Mutants director has now come out because they're doing the Comic-Con. Uh, the com- Why do I keep saying datings? Um, the, the, the Facebook and the YouTube and the Comic-Con. And so they're doing the Comic-Con um, on, online over this weekend. Um, I should yeah. also say we are recording this on Sunday, so if any news drops late on Sunday or even Monday, we are going to be 
a day behind. We'll get to it next week. Don't worry about we'll, it. We'll figure but, it out. Um, you, you guys are smart. We'll fi- <laughs> yeah. But uh, the new Mutants director came out and he detailed his trilogy plans for the franchise. Remember, New Mutants was going to launch several different movies and it was going to have its own trilogy. Um, of course, between all the 17 pushbacks. But... Now the New Mutants director, Josh Boone, has come out and said, like, exactly what he was thinking in regards to the New Mutants movie. Sean, you're, t- you're saying to me, I want more than one New Mutants. I want at least five. I want this to be avatar Avatar my New Mutants is what I have tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> and I don't regret it yet, and I never will. Um, Boone talked about how that vision affected the choices made in the making of the film. The characters we chose were always the characters. We had plans, obviously, to bring in new characters in the next movie. The character of Warlock was featured in all of the early drafts of the script, but it was so expensive that we weren't able to do it. Basically, cutting him out of the narrative allowed us to make the film. Um, But what he did say was Warlock, the character, would be back for the sequel, so he would be the main plot of the second one. Um, so our plan was always to have Warlock come back in the next one and try to tell his story then. They were all supposed to be kind of separate horror genre films. The first one is like a rubber reality horror movie. The second one was supposed to be an alien invasion movie with Warlock. And then the third one was going to take all these elements from the X-Men crossover from the late 80s and early 90s called Inferno to be kind of supernatural apocalyptic horror movie. That was the plan. So Sean, a lot of people listening to this maybe they don't know who Inferno and Warlock are. Can you give us a rundown, especially on Warlock because he seems pretty crucial to what this guy was planning. Yeah, Warlock is um, he's an alien, first of all. Mm. Uh, he's from a race called the Technarchy. Um, ah, yes. You know, Marvel stuff. Yeah, um, yeah Marvel because me bullshit, yes. So they're... Um, they're uh, how, how, do I, how do I explain this? So they're, they're mechanical, but they're organic. <laughs> oh, no! Not again! I know. I know. Organic circuitry, Connor. Organic circuitry. Ma- Marvel has such a love of mechanical or organic circuitry. It's I don't, those words don't even make any sense again. They they're they're like the antithesis of each other. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. But uh, so they can infect his race. Uh, they're like shape shifting organic robots, um, but they can infect regular organic beings with a techno virus. Um, right. So, Cable actually has the techno virus. That, that's a way to get it. Oh, know, yeah, okay. Joe you know and Deadpool, it's like climbing over his body. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's that kind of thing. Like, it slowly takes over its host uh, and then drains the life energy of, out of them that the robots then use uh, just as energy for themselves. It's how they feed. Right. And so, so Warlock is part of that. Warlock is part of that, but he is... Um, he's weird because he has compassion. Uh, like he, none of the rest of them do. Warlock, Warlock actually among the Technarchy is a mutant. Um, right, because okay. he has feelings. He, you know, he 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 can feel things for other people. Um, so he he decides he's not going to uh, drain the life out of like sentient creatures. So anything that can feel, he won't drain. Um, but he's fairly he can be quite fast and loose with that though oh yeah very predator like yeah it's like whatever suits at the time he'll do yeah Um, but that's uh, 
that like that's the most of Warlock. Um, he, and and so he could be brought in to the second one. After all these kids go through the horror of the first one, he's kind of brought in as an alien invasion movie, which was is what they originally planned. Which I think would be an interesting take to do because then you have like this ragtag bunch of kids try to protect the world from an alien invasion. That's very true, and like it's it's it would suit very well in the horror genre, I think. Because imagine the fucking like alien techno virus stuff you could do, um, like eating people alive. Yeah, eating people alive and just like body horror of like cables suddenly trailing under your skin. Oh, organic circuitry! Organic circuitry—the oh, no. most terrifying thing of all. <laughs> the most dichotomy-esque thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> the organic circuitry. Um, so, and then Inferno is he like he, as a character? I'm there's there, see, it's weird. There's an Inferno event and there's an Inferno character. If, mm. if that makes sense. Um, okay. So Inferno himself is an Inhuman. Um, okay. So basically, uh, a Terrigen mist bomb was detonated. So the Inhumans, for anyone that doesn't know, they're a race of. They were humans that were experimented on by the Celestials. And so they, they developed superhuman powers. Um, mm. as, an ex- as a result of being exposed to what's called the Terrigen Mist, which is a space mist that mixed with their DNA <laughs> in such a way that they had powers. Now, this is all such Marvel stuff. It's this ridiculous. Now, and a load of humans, like regular humans on Earth, are have inhuman genes in them, and so if they're ever exposed to Terrigen Mist, they undergo what's called Terrigenesis. Which is the only inhuman genes I can see are Levi's. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm a Wrangler oh, man myself. Oh, uh, but uh, so if a regular human with the inhuman gene is exposed to the Terrigen mist. They can also undergo terogenesis, which might kill them or it might give them superpowers. Um, right. So a big bomb went off once uh, that released a load of Terrigen <laughs> mist uh, through New York, and so. so uh, this dude uh, I have his name written down here one sec uh, Dante Pertuz, uh he got exposed to the Terrigen Mist and he became uh, Inferno so he has it's not just like Human Torch it's imagine like do you know Molten Man in Spider-Man Far From Home uh, yes it's like that like it's a mass of lava and rock and everything like that um, right so it's like he's a living volcano kind of a way. Um, Jesus. Yeah, it's really cool. But he's, like, after he transforms, it's weird because, like, all the hair on his body is burnt off and he has to recover from burns. Um, Fuck. Yeah, so he's, like, he he feels it, really. Like, he does have a healing factor, but, it like, it's not as quick as, say, Deadpool's or Wolverine's or anything like that. And so, in regards to these characters, like, these would be perfect for the world that they were building with the New Mutants, um, but this it is an interesting take to do a trilogy of horror films in the X-Men universe. It is, because, like, and a, lot, cause a lot of the X-Men is fucking horrifying, if you think about it. Yeah, they're all monsters. <laughs> they're just, like, put together. Yeah, and, like, it, and it... <laughs> 
the amount of transformations and everything that happens, like even something as simple as Wolverine's claws cut him every time that they come out of his body. Mm. Like that's fucked. And they never show that in the movie, but like he's always like hurting. Yeah, like it's it's probably most explored in Logan, where he has to full on like pull the claw out of his hand. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like covered in Fuck pus and up. blood and everything like that. Like it would mess you up to be a mutant. That guy who can shoot spikes out of his body—he's stabbing himself through the skin every time. <laughs> True. Like the thing about this is, if you have this this trilogy, like they would be very Logan-esque, which is what drove this. Uh, but it would be very—I think they were going for like a more realistic vibe to the X-Men world. So three horrors in a row, and um, with different types of horror. It's an interesting take. I don't know if it would have worked, um, maybe on a scale of like a trilogy. Maybe as a one-off would have been a lot better. Yeah, I don't know now because, it, like, see if the, if the first one was good, everyone would clamor for a second. Is oh the thing, yeah, yeah, you know. But that hinges on the first one being good. Um, yeah, so I, I just read that and I just thought, that's really interesting. I, I wonder what uh, Sean knows about Warlock, Inferno, and all that stuff. Because like, he's talking about characters I don't know about, but he seems to have a lot of love for And I think it would have worked in that world, but it's just a case of, uh, unfortunately, Fox no longer owned the characters. And also this movie should have came out in 2016. So it's yeah. just a lot of pushback. And this movie now is just, it just has to come out at some stage. Also, it has no... Uh, they're keeping their release date of August, by the way. They have to really? push that date back. Yes. That's getting closer and closer, man. August 28th, so about 30 days from now. That is... Okay, so we'll do our best to... See, I don't... Do I have to see it for the show? Uh, <laughs> like, I, yes. <laughs> I want to see it. But I'm not sure I want to go, if that makes sense. No, we're gonna... I'm gonna send you... And stay at home, and then I'm going to call you in the cinema, and you have to give me a live report on the show of how you feel about it as it's happening. Okay, I can do that. I'll do, I'll, they'll love that yeah. in the cinema. Yeah. There's Maisie Williams. She's doing really well. Okay, bye. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's my report. <laughs> and No, it's not a continuous conversation. I keep ringing every five minutes. And I leave my phone on loud, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's the X-Men team song when it plays. Sorry, guys. My actual, my ringtone is actually the Avengers theme song. Is it? It is, yeah. Oh, that's good. It's great. That's good. It's very um, embarrassing. Okay, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is um, a movie show that I know we cover a lot of movies uh, at the minute that I like the Vanilla Ice biopic, and I say it to you and you go, that's fucking weird. Yeah. Well... We've had a few movies in the past few years based on real-life social network. Like, it's a real-life thing, maybe up the scales a little bit. Well, we have Taron Edgerton has been cast as the lead actor in a movie about Tetris. Tetris? Sean. <laughs> the video game Tetris. The video game Tetris. Everyone's favourite video game Tetris, yes. Now, is this like an emoji movie situation, or is this about the dude who made Tetris? The Edgerton will portray the video game designer Hank Rogers in the upcoming Tetris movie. That's not... The film will focus on local skirmishes over ownership of the Tetris game during the height of the Cold War. <laughs> that is... <laughs> it's, the ne- it's the social network network with Tetris. Uh, 
Yeah, but here's it. Tetris wasn't made by that dude. Oh, oh no. That's, we've we've come up with a problem here. That it, it was made by a Russian dude and he didn't make anything out of it because of communism. Oh. Which right. which I argue yeah. is a very good story. It would be great for <laughs> I think that's a way better story. Hank Rogers, I looked it up here. Hank Rogers uh, secured the rights to distribute Tetris on video game consoles. Uh, Yes. So yeah, sharing them with its designer and creator Alexei Pajitinov. Yes, I can't pronounce that name. Pajitinov. Yeah, he has not received any credit or financial compensation for the game before then. Yeah, he had not. Okay, so I'm, I'm I, sorry. I fully thought they were just ignoring the dude who actually made it. No, no. I, th- I, th- I think this is literally the plot of the social network. It is. Will we get JT in this? <laughs> I think JT. You'll have a scene with Andrew Garfield where he comes in, and just gives out to him. Yeah, <laughs> it just beats the shit out of some of his possessions. Oh, it's gonna be good. This is gonna be good. Matthew Vaughn is producing it as well. Um, so Matthew Vaughn obviously is very close to Taron Edgerton because of they worked on Kingsman together. Um, but the movie will also get star. Wait till you hear this cast. You have Matthew Vaughn producing mm. Taron Edgerton. You also have Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans are going to Fucking be in the movie hell. as well. Yes, that is that's a very interesting cast for a Tetris movie. I mean, we'll get James Cameron involved. We'll make five of them. <laughs> James is like, I could do seven. You give me Tetris as a starting point, I'll give you seven. You give me Tetris and Sam Worthington, or Jai Courtney. <laughs> Depending on whoever looks like which at the time. I don't mind. But Shaw, you could say this is the building blocks of a trilogy. Oh, let's hope it falls into place. Oh, good stuff. But yes, Taron Edgerton is cast as the lead in a Tetris movie about the making of Tetris during the Cold War. Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans are in it. This is the strangest production ever, but also I think it might be good. Yeah, I think this might genuinely be a good movie and I'm excited for it. It's such a weird premise. It is, but like they made... Um, a, like even like The Imitation Game is kind of a weird premise. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you know, and I'm, look, I'm not equating those two things. One, one was exactly. one won a exactly. war, and one put Tetris on the Game Boy. But here, <laughs> one won a war, and the other one was Imitation Game. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, okay, we are finishing off Movie Mondays this week, Sean, with Zack Snyder news again. This man will not stay out of the news cycle. He's just he's popping up. He's constantly just putting his name out there. Some would say Zack Snyder likes a bit of attention. No, no, a Hollywood director no. seeking attention. No. So, obviously, the big story this week is they released the Superman black suit teaser um, for the Comic-Con um, panel that they were doing. But, first of all, we're going to start off with two other pieces of news. Um, my fir- The first piece of news I have, Sean, is actually possibly more interesting then the black suit Superman. Shut your mouth. And that is, Zack Snyder officially places the Snyderverse trilogy outside the DCEU continuity. So this the Snyderverse trilogy includes Man of Steel, Batman v Superman and Justice League. Is that right? Yes. And that's outside of the, the Aquaman, Wonder Woman stuff. 
that's outside of that continuity, even though some of the characters are also in the other films. Okay. Hmm. Okay, look, at least we have confirmation on that now. I think it's a bit weird, and it's definitely, like, a, a backpedal. Yeah, they've, he came out, and it was an interview with Beyond the Trailer, and he just said the Snyderverse is now going to be its own thing. I think he just likes the hip Snyderverse. I think, oh, he's mad on but Snyder. He, just, he was trying to get that going for years. Snyderverse? I mean, we're DC. Just call it the DCEU. We could just call it the Snyderverse, Lads, though. Snyderverse? You know what I mean? I'm Snyder. Snyderverse? <laughs> My name, Zack Snyder. Snyderverse. What about that? Huh? No? What about the Whedonverse? No, that's ridiculous. Come on now. Um, Snyderverse, uh, he says that... Uh, the DC Cinematic Universe is going to be in continuity, whereas the Snyderverse will be divergent. Um, and in that way, he says, I think that's a good thing. Um, the director went on to praise DC, and the emphasis it puts on individual voices for its films. <laughs> Assuming that individual voice is Zack Snyder's. Yeah, like... Her, like... This, that's kind of sad, because I, I like Henry Cavill as Superman, and I think he could be a very good Superman if they had him in continuity. See, is he in continuity now, though? Because now they're saying they're going to bring him back. And maybe. But like if if they're bringing him back in these series of cameos, maybe, mm. like, maybe he hasn't had... Okay, so if they just had him in a series of cameos, maybe he hasn't had like a big event... Yes, you know, like maybe, but this also means right that Ben Affleck is so when Robert Pattinson thing comes out, um, that means Gal Gadot is not Wonder Woman, Henry Cavill is not Superman, uh, Amy Adams is in Lois Lane, Jason Momoa is in Aquaman, Ezra Miller is in The Flash, Ray Fisher is in Cyborg, but the good things are that Jesse Eisenberg is no longer Lex Luthor. That's very true, um, and. <laughs> Poor Joe Manganello not being Deathstroke. You no, know, he's now he was Deathstroke for thirty five seconds, and now he is no longer Deathstroke. And so he's saved from wearing that costume again, I guess. But well, I mean, he is Deathstroke. Like that's part of the continuity, but it's not part of the continuity they're doing. It's going to be its own continuity for just Zack Snyder. Yes. It, it this no, I think this raises a lot more questions than it answers. Yeah, like, then who's in, who's out, and if Pattinson does meet, he'll have to meet some other Wonder Woman, unless that is Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. Unless he just never meets a Wonder Woman, like... Unless, yeah, he's just in his own thing. Like, we're kind of treating this as if it's going to be like Marvel and go for 10 to 20 years, but this could... Yeah, I think they're just kind of making it up. Yeah, they're just making a movie, and then we'll see what happens, (laughs) I guess. And the, not not like Warner Brothers or DC, but they are making it up as they go along. So you have to respect them on that. They they won't change course on that. Yeah, oh, not at all. Like they'll they'll <laughs> stick true to where they began. So Zack Snyder also said that <laughs> this is my favorite quote of the interview. He said Zack Snyder says his Justice League is even longer than he'd planned. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Originally he said it was going to be 214 minutes, but now he's claimed the runtime has grown as he's continued to work remotely. Oh, he's he's busy working on his like his family PC, and it's just he can't edit fast <laughs> enough. Yeah. Every time he moves the mouse, it freezes. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> He's like, fuck, Silk. I just, oh, don't open another tab. If I open one more fucking tab, this computer's going to shut itself down. He's just, he auto saves every one minute so he doesn't lose anything. Every, <laughs> every 34 seconds. Yeah, because otherwise it's just, it's too much for risk. Um, oh, Jesus in, Christ. In relation to the black suit Superman, um, I think Henry Cavill looks too nice. Oh, that's a claim that many people have probably made against him, but what do you mean in this term? I just think he needs... Do you know in the start of Man of Steel, where he's in the oil rig? <laughs> oh, yeah. I need that kind of look with that kind of suit. Right, you're, you're thinking beard. I'll give him a beard. Give him a bit of a beard. I, I, see, I think what you're really saying is you want the mullet. Full mullet. Give me the mullet. Look, they have, look we all know Warner Brothers are experts at CGI-related hair. <laughs> they'll put hair in they'll take hair out they're experts on it they'll certainly take it out anyway but <laughs> not in a good way but in a weird it'll way it'll be gone you know <laughs> but I just think he'd like make him a bit rougher and then yeah he still he still has that Superman shine yeah it just looks like he's wearing a different suit it's not, not that he's... I think that's a good point. I never even said it's this. If anyone has seen the teaser trailer, it's I don't. know, It's probably maybe fifteen seconds long or something. But it's the shot. Um, they're going to be bringing out a new trailer. I'm assuming in the next few months. But uh, it's the shot of Jeremy Irons as Alfred in the Batcave, and he's got a little drink beside him, and you see the water start moving or the the drink start moving. Um, and then Superman in full black suit, Henry Cavill turns up and he's like, you must be Alfred. Um, and it's only that, but he's full black suit, which heavily implies that they are going to be doing black suit Superman. He comes back from the dead. He's could be on the side of good or bad. They don't know, which they kind of squashed into 15 minutes in the cinematic release. Yeah, and then he just stood in the field. Then he stood in the field, and then Amy Adams was like, "Ah, fair play to you." And he was like, "You know what? You're dead right." You know what? Fair you shouted out my real name in front of a bunch of bunch of people earlier. <laughs> Clark, and he's just like, "What the fuck is this bitch giving my fucking?" Jesus, sorry, someone's looking a for a job. Clark. <laughs> I'm not Clark. He's like giving her the eyes, like, "Well, there's no Clark here, Lois." Okay, mm. so look somewhere else. Look somewhere. Fuck look back home. <laughs> Um, he stands in a field and he stood like a duck for a little bit and then he just kind of he just kind of remembered that he was good whereas I think in this this kind of implies that it's going to be probably longer over maybe a 40 minute scene or a few scenes where he's a bit evil and then he's kind of trying to come to terms with the fact that he was dead maybe he was in heaven too oh it's all about don't bring anyone back from the dead I think is the lesson here I think that's a good lesson to follow in any term of life all our necromancer fans just stop listening. <laughs> just ah, oh, turn these guys off. These <laughs> you dickheads. These soy boys. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think you're dead right. I think Henry Cavill, if he's in that black suit, beard, beard and longer hair, like the hair should be ruffled. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying even mullet, just messy, and just messy hair, beard, and he just kind of looks. I don't know. Even he, he just kind of looks unkempt. Yeah, and like he like, he's too busy trying to figure out what's going on in his head to to shave. Yeah, oh, that's such a. I think that's a way better idea. I think Zach, you need to go back to the drawboard and do this whole thing again. That fifteen seconds, no, I'm, I'm out. 
Just get get Henry Cavill to send you like a three D scan of his face, and just slap that on, <laughs> and take out his mustache. No, add two mustaches. Add a mustache on the top and on the bottom of the lips. Make him a Mister Potato Head situation. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just think yeah, Henry Cavill looks good. It's it's nice to see him back in the Superman outfit because he is a good Superman who did very much did. Quite dirty. Yes. Um, by not by not making him smile once, or even be happy at any time. He deserved better. Um, I think that's it for Movie Mondays this week, Sean. What a week of full on news. Mm. Uh, full on news. Uh, mostly vanilla ice. There was a lot of vanilla ice talk there. I'm so sorry yeah. to everyone who hates vanilla ice, <laughs> which is no one. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I know. I think he's not a nice man. Oh, do you think that? Oh, is he not? Oh fuck! No, I don't think so. Oh god! Um, also, we should say that we uh, recorded our Patreon exclusive uh, Lazarus Pit episode, and it was Batman and Robin. Now dun, dun, dun. it's a classic. It- it's a classic for a reason. Um, and so I would recommend anyone if you want to give that a listen. It's a it's a classic. It's a review of a movie that I think everyone knows, and everyone knows it's the greatest movie ever made. Certainly so the we best Batman movie. Talk- Definitely the best Batman movie. Dark Knight, it shits on the Dark Knight. But um, <laughs> it, we went back and we watched it, and it still holds up, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> it's, we've both given the glowing reviews. There, I said you a listen. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, in the, it's, it's up on our Patreon now, if you want to give that a listen. Um, and it's $5 a month. So, And if you give the $5 a month, you get access to all of the other Lazarus Pit episodes we have done as well. Um, so, Sean, do you want to take us out other than that? Yes, thank you for saving me doing that little bit of shilling, Connor. Um, Good stuff. Uh, you mentioned Patreon. Would like to say a big thank you to all of our patrons who support us over there. Alexander Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley and Ryan Evanson. Uh, we really do appreciate it and we hope you enjoy the episode that we just put out. And if any of you decide to sign up and listen to that episode, we hope you enjoy it as well. Um mm. We are on all the social medias. They're all linked in the description, or you can email us here's for hire underscore at outlook.com. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes or any podcast platform uh, that allows you to review, we really would appreciate a rating and a review because it just helps us get up in the listings a little bit and helps us get in front of more people. Uh, mm. But the best way you can ever support a show is by telling one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. So I think that's about it, Connor. I think that's it. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mean. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.